Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Seaspire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 351, and today we'll be talking about the Glitch Modder from Glitch Text. I'm GC13. And I'm David. Remind me, GC, wasn't Glitch Text developed as basically a single season, much as Steven Universe early was developed like season one, season two, season three, and then that was broken up into five seasons? Am I crazy in thinking that? Yes, you are correct. Production-wise, this is just the second half of the first and only season. But as far as advertising and marketing is concerned, this is the start of the second season, and I think the introduction of Ridley is a big enough deal to mark the beginning of a new season, don't you? Absolutely, and I honestly, it's kind of like with some of the way the Shira seasons got broken up too. It it fits, and this honestly is a um, pretty much a summary. <laughs> like if you just hadn't watched Glitch Text, you're definitely going to understand what it is. <laughs> like coming in, it is uh. And an intense season two opener, honestly, like it does not stop from the moment <laughs> that that uh, the opening credits roll to the end. I was like, um, I don't know, very overwhelmed <laughs> by, you know, if you ever thought that Glitch was fast paced, sugar, wild dream. Yes, <laughs> that is all here. And Ridley's interesting because they don't do reoccurring outside characters very well so i don't know when that comes back they seem to like drop ideas a lot of times so we'll see um but i don't know this one also is much more interesting to like actually have see miko play off someone that uh she really connects with and then you know yeah it is a little harder to work through at least they connected over their love of salamanders Yeah, that was a great little reoccurring bit. Much cuter at the end, though, wherein when Five, <laughs> you know, actually yeah, had done his research. Yes, that was very sweet. When did he have time to do that? Uh, exactly. There was not a lot of time between uh, different scenes and cuts for uh, him to film that, but, you know, true friend. Maybe maybe Allie looked it up on his gauntlet while he was uh, doing the analysis. Right, I'm sure that's exactly how Allie usually helps out. Typically, the team's intel. <laughs> sure. Yep. Her beak's not very good for touch screens, so she had to use the voice <laughs> assist to do the Google search. <laughs> very, yeah, that would be effective, for sure. Uh, and um, I'm going to say I am not going to assign Miko to recruitment for Hinobi Tech at any point in the near future. No, this was very much the vibe I had with like Lapis's introduction in Steven Universe thinking, hmm, okay, yes, being reminded, uh, you know, I heard like the what we really are from those promos uh, for that show. Like, you know, what is, what are, what is Hanobi again? Are they really the good guys? You know, it's um, definitely made more ambiguous again. Yeah, especially when we're getting Ridley's very far outside perspective. Yeah, I enjoy, I like having a character that's basically completely outside the grid and in more of a way than just, it's not, oh, I'm outside of Hanobi and I know things about Hanobi. Like, she doesn't really know anything about Hanobi either. But she does understand, like, the tech and is abusing it in a way that's interesting. Like, we talked about portal technology before. It's pretty crazy <laughs> to have access to portaling anywhere. Like, that's a dramatically powerful thing that you'd think, like, world governments would want or something. But, you know, <laughs> just this kid has it and is making sprites or glitches, you know, just for fun. I did find that a very nice little thing where she likes the term glitches, but then, you know, later on when she's turning against Miko, she definitely calls them sprites. That's right. Kind of takes ownership of it again, for sure. 
Yeah, I don't. So we've we'll talked about like, is it ambiguous or not? Like, how much are they going to explore like the dark side of Hanobi? And it was definitely structured that way, where we had like a reminder of mind wiping again, which I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like the opening with mind wiping being the way that they tried to set up Miko as questioning if she was okay with being weird. I thought that was a very weird character thing for her because I didn't think she would care at all. So that was kind of weird for it to drive. But at least it also served to remind people, again, as a season two opener, hey, remember how, like, they mind white people? Maybe they're morally ambiguous. I don't think that it's her not resetting that bothers her. Like she said, it's not weird. It's cool. It's it's having the weird label applied to her that was bothering her. The lack of social acceptance. That's the thing. The lack of social acceptance is surprising to me because I wouldn't think Mika would care. And we've kind of already dealt with that with like the judgmental teens in whatever other episode that was. Like it would make more sense Uh, to me if she was like concerned about the actual fact that there could be something like wrong with her. Like maybe, oh, maybe not getting mind wipes is a problem. But also that doesn't even make sense to me. Seems more like a superpower. And the way that Five reacts to it is also weird. He's like, Oh yeah, it's pretty weird, but like, why doesn't he put a positive spin on it? But maybe Five's just not good at doing positive spins. Yeah, Five got blindsided and a little bull rushed by Mitch there. I mean, I think it was very unfair for her to complain that he sided with Mitch. He he was very much browbeaten, not siding. Mm-hmm. Mitch is also weird in this episode to me because I feel like he's already been put in his place before. And yeah, people don't change after they get put in their place. But he's just like, so it's ridiculous because no one is on his side in this thing, like, his whole team. Like, no one thinks this guy is cool, so it's kind of sad to see him try to, you know, live his fake truth and no one cares. But whatever. Because, like, they, again, summarize that at the end. Well, he he gets his victory in that moment. Yeah, but then, like, they very much play it up again with, like... Yeah, they all very much accept Miko. Her, she was worried about nothing. Right, they all accept her, and they're also, like, they kind of, like, re-highlight their nerdy habits, like, playing the card game and, you know, being obsessed with something new that they built within the compound, like, sure. And then, of course, Phil, Phil is my spirit animal, we're all weird, get back to work. (laughs) Yes, evil, secretly evil Phil, because, you know, that's what it's all about still. Any day... He'll be revealed as the big I mean, bad. even if even if Hanobi is secretly evil, he's just the workaday guy managing your fast food restaurant. You know, he's he's not doing any of the evil corporate stuff. I don't know. I feel like he's the true neutral. Like <laughs> he just aligns with like whatever. True apathetic is more like it. Uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> Which I guess is one way to get a true neutral. Now. There was a very uh, interesting cartoon reference that they made. They love making references in glitch text. There's a there's a cartoon very near and dear to our hearts that they apparently gave a little bit of a shout out to in the opening sequence. The Pufferfish. So you think it was a reference to Beach Party? Uh, no, although uh, that is possible. There is, however, one of our more dearly departed shows that was referenced there. Uh, you know how Miko says me for the KO, and then she says wait for oh. it, and then it explodes? Oh, Look shoot. at the words for the KO. That is the OKKO OK title. That's true. That felt familiar without me knowing it. Yeah, that's weird. It's the, it's the right font. It's the right color scheme. 
Uh, the, the only thing missing are the periods between the K and the O, and, and let's be honest, it looks nicer without them, so I'm pretty sure that was a reference to hmm. OKK. I mean, they make so many references on this show anyway, it can't not be. Well, I will say, the pufferfish is actually the same enemy as the one from Steven Universe's Beach Party. It's the same thing with the drilling. No, he's a very different color oh. scheme. I'm- oh, the color scheme. That's what makes it completely different. That's how I do my art, too. All my fan art is just recoloring. You should see all my recoloring's of Sonic. <laughs> the eyes are also much bigger. The spikes are oh, yeah, far yeah, larger yeah, yeah, and less yeah. numerous. There are, there are lots of little differences. If they, if they did tell me, oh, yeah, we liked that episode, so we chose a pufferfish for this enemy, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. But like the, the KO thing is clearly a reference without anyone explaining it. It is a pretty big coincidence. I'll give you that. <laughs> So, uh, just, uh, just cartoonists shouting out fellow cartoonists. You love to see it. <laughs> I do feel like that the referential humor in general is getting older. Like, I think it was Big City Greens I recently saw on Twitter that did a parody of the Ang swirling the marble ball joke. And it's like, oh my god, I'm getting old. The cartoons are now referencing the cartoons from ten years ago. But I guess Glitch Text is, uh, you know, playing the game even faster. Didn't you already have this crisis when they made a reference to Wreck-It Ralph in Adventures in Pet Training? Oh, God. Yeah, except freaking Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, my God. But, yes, I'm old. That, that will continue to be a revelation that I repeat. <laughs> that will continue to strike me and feel, you know, sad feelings. Just wait until you're watching a cartoon that references glitch text. Then you're going to be old squared. Oh. Oh, God. Uh, now, we did get a wonderful boss fight against Horn 2.0 with cool outfits, fantastic music, (laughs) and creative boss mechanics. Well, I I guess it's not that creative to have a double weak point, but still, very good execution on that double weak point. Again, it's, they just, it feels so stuffed. (laughs) Episodes of Glitch Glitch Text feel so stuffed, and... They just managed to put in, you know, their killer, I can never remember the guitarist or the band's name, but, like, just killer riffs as we're, like, fighting this, you know, custom-modded um, dragon thing. I don't know how Brad Breek comes up with his music, but, like, this this was such a gorgeous track. If If they were oh, to yeah. sit down, if they were to pay him to sit down and, like, make that boss battle music, but where it doesn't get interrupted by Miko saying, oh, shmup, like, I love that boss <laughs> yes, fight that- music. <laughs> I love that she just pulled Shmup out. Uh, I don't know. There was some like conversation on IGN's Game Scoop podcast where they were talking about like that genre's term. It's just I did not think that someone would use that as a. Uh, I don't even know. Not a as a whoops. Minced oath. Oh God! What's the freaking English grammar? English word. What do you call exclamations? I'm dead inside. Can't think of that term. Expletives? Interjections. Interjections. Oh, there you go. That's a word. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, no, their outfits were also, I love how just over the top, it's like freaking Five's giant wizard hat. Like, sure, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just said wizard hat, and now I'm thinking of, if you know, you know. Apparently I don't know. <laughs> Let's just say I'm really happy to see Five put on his robe and wizard hat. Oh, I'm so old for the memes. <laughs> now, I, I was very interested to see 
that five was the wizard and Mika was the, I'm going to say rogue because she can go two weapon fighting. She looked like it was more fighter armor though, but either way, you would think that, you know, since Ridley had addressed her as a fellow wizard, she would be the wizard, but then I guess right. it makes sense because she still feels betrayed by Miko, so. Yeah, also, that's Miko's thing, like, direct, you know, contact Oh, she loves the fighting. swords. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she she is she is your melee spec. Well, so is. So is Zara. And meanwhile, literally everyone who's partnered with Mitch is support class. I don't care what you're spec'd for. Yeah, he's still on about that. So weird. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those DPS prima donnas. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You know he plays DPS in every single MMO he plays. <laughs> Mitch would never be caught dead tanking or healing. Let's see, I I do wonder about the mechanics of Ridley's goggles. I I was looking, it's like, her glasses are pretty big. How was How are those goggles not... I don't know. I just feel like the goggles were too small for the lenses. <laughs> it's uh, it's mysterious. You know, it's modded tech. You know what? Yeah, right. That it is using Plixels, so maybe it's bigger on the inside. Oh, is that the official term? Uh, yeah, Plixels are what all the glitches are made out of. Oh, right, right. I thought you were saying that's what the modded version of Pixels are. No, 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 no. Because no. really, uses the term Pixels. I could have sworn, but maybe she had said Pixels, and I just my brain just overrode. No, it. no. I, she she did say she did say Pixels. I can't remember uh, nanoscale Pixels. I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like this was the first time someone was actually describing the mechanics a little more on the show. But yeah, she gave so gives a. I I did like the look at her little like she had like an almost a switch that she was using <laughs> to mm-hmm. control everything. Lots of Nintendo switches in cartoons these days. <laughs> Uh, you know, we were talking about the Does This Glitch Have a Soul from, again, Adventures mm. in Pet Training. And I was just thinking that they're treating it as some big thing like, you know, oh, I'm sorry, we had to kill your Horn 2.0. But I can't remember. Her file server was still up, so she should be able to have a copy of Horn 2.0. Again, unless, you know, glitches are their own entities, one of a kind. You can't copy it any more than you could copy Ridley or Miko. Just uh, food for thought. Yeah, what was destroyed versus what wasn't is interesting. But also, yes, the whole like idea of identity not being shared when you clone something is <laughs> a discussion we've already had once, so I won't repeat it. Well, actually, come to think of it, it's later seen that you can clone glitches, but the only glitches we ever see cloned are the normal, ordinary, run-of-the-mill, like this mm-hmm. is a skeleton that you'll see 20 of. Yeah. Over the course of you fighting your way through a floor. So, yeah, they know not much personality to worry about in the first place. So they hinted a little bit at the end. You know, they definitely, Ridley's promised to come back because we get, although I'm not, <laughs> I don't, I, I'm like, can it really be that deep? I don't, I don't know how much I care yet. But she's like, oh, you know, I can't be friends with you because they don't stay. And it's like, oh, okay, we're going to get some kind of, you know, backstory. All the people <laughs> I fuse with never stay. <laughs> see now i that's i like that with jasper much more so i don't know um i don't know what level we're gonna get of a backstory there but you know i'm sure it'll be cute and maybe a little stupidly simple but still sweet so that's fine well i think ridley they never flesh her backstory out i think it's just that sad thing is she used to reach out for friendship to people and Oof. she just got rebuffed so many times she refuses to let herself be hurt again so mm. 
I like that. That's a little more subtle than just exploring it directly in another episode. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as she gets the tiniest hint that you're not fully accepting her, it's like, well, you, you're terrible. And I'm going to just, I'm going to make sure you're gone. And it's my choice. Uh, like uh, Mr. Goldenfold from the Inception episode <laughs> of mm-hmm. Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, guys, that's been us on the Glitch Modder. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.